0: Thank you. And welcome to the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Dave. He's my dad.
1: And she is my daughter.
0: That is how that works. Normally. So, welcome to Watch Your Mouth. This is a podcast about phrase etymology and linguistics. We'll also be kind of getting off the beaten track every once in a while and talking about songs and famous people and just things that we're curious about. Mm -hmm. We want to learn here and we want you to learn too.
1: And yeah, we think it's important. I feel it's important to, to mention that uh, it's etymology, not entomology.
0: That there, what is that entomology? Is that the bug thing? I think it's a bug thing. Is that the bug one? Okay, yeah. yeah. No, we are not entomologists. No, um, or enterologists, which I believe is some sort of medical thing.
1: Oh, well, I don't know about um, that.
0: Yeah, it's well internal medicine. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I not. Like I am not a doctor.
1: Nor do you play one on television. Not yet. <laughs> not I'm coming
0: yet. for you, McDreamy.
1: No, oh, geez. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shout out. That's not a, that, that show's still on.
0: Yes, but I don't believe McDreamy is on it anymore. No, I don't think so. I did never. I have never actually seen that show. I just no, know I him mean. because of Enchanted.
1: I've never. I've never which seen.
0: You never seen Enchanted? No, no, no. I've seen. Okay. Enchanted. I've I was gonna never, say.
1: I've never seen Grey's Anatomy.
0: Is that which one it is? I think so. Okay. I
1: I, I used to watch ER back in the day with your mother, and um, we kind of got into that for a few. Seasons. Seasons, but it's it's not my thing. Um, anyway, we, uh, we this is watch your mouth, and it is. we uh, it's my turn to present a phrase
0: bum, bum, bum.
1: or term. A few years ago, I had an idea to do this podcast, and I knew it would be a lot of fun to a make. A few
0: years ago, yeah. Wow, I didn't know it was that long in the works.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Ah. Um, it, I just I
0: was let in late in the game. I guess I was like his <laughs> fifth choice for host. Leave.
1: Well, not, not fifth, <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh I, I had a lot of different ideas. I didn't know what this would be. Um I have an older podcast out there called An Open Letter and I'd done that so in podcasting. There that we did that for a couple of years with my I did that with my wife. So I didn't know whether this podcast was gonna I was kinda wanted to do a video or or just audio, so we, we decided to go with just the audio.
0: Because I am not photogenic, folks.
1: Actually she's a very photogenic. Thanks. But uh, you just don't Dad. like to be you don't like to be filmed. I do not. And that is not just a bias. I know it sounds like a parent <laughs> bias, but it's not. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman.
0: Thanks, Dad.
1: You're welcome. It's true. So I knew I would enjoy this part of producing this because I am, I'm a performer, Mm -hmm. Um, not in any way, very, very small micro stage type way. I've done some theater. And
0: screen ones.
1: Yeah, very, very small. Once again, I was in a movie as an extra. Mm -hmm. Um, the end of the tour with Jesse Eisenberg and Jason Seagal I'm in the the, one of the very last scenes Um, you haven't seen it
0: I'm in the movie Touchback with Kurt Russell
1: (laughs) you are (laughs) I am you are I know you are (laughs) Uh, no but
0: you had a TV role once too
1: well, that was just a, for a college They were just They put oh, together strange. a pilot But it was fun It
0: was fun <laughs> I was
1: Uncle Mel it Uncle Mel It was fun So I knew I would enjoy This part of doing the podcast Or whatever this was going to end up being you But I've always The recording part? The recording part, yeah okay, like, the performing the, part Yeah, the actual production piece I knew I'd like um, I am pleasantly surprised To find out how much I'm enjoying the research
0: Excellent.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun for me, to, especially this uh, episode. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about it in a minute, but the different places we're going to go with this episode are a little bit crazy.
0: Prepare yourself for a journey, my friends. I'm referring to, because I have no idea what's coming.
1: You know a little bit, but not a lot. I've kept you in the dark on purpose. But that's fun. So it was a couple years ago, I actually reached out to a couple of friends of mine, um, again, not knowing how much of the research I was going to like, and so I've I've been compiling this list of phrases and little ditties and songs and words and uh and even some character studies which we'll get into in future episodes um we've got just over a hundred different uh different things that we want to do episodes on so we hopefully will be around for a long time and we could even have dozens of listeners at some point if we keep doing this
0: dozens Maybe even a baker's dozen.
1: Well, let's not get crazy. So uh, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of my friends that have been doing research um, and started doing research for me up a, a couple years ago. Um, and so my friends, Andrew and Amy, and Andrew actually was the one who did the initial research on today's topic.
0: Ooh, thank you, Andrew.
1: Thank you, Andrew. And there will be other, uh, there be other topics that I'll, I'll mention them. And um, they haven't done any research for a while because kind of took a hiatus. And recently, uh, Michelle and I decided we we're going to make this happen, and here we are. So t- today, Michelle. Hello. Th- <laughs> Hi. We are going to talk about a term today that is uh-huh. actually like. Like uh, we did, Paint the Town Red" mm-hmm. in our last episode, which was act- ended up being much older than you thought it was going to be. Yes, it's a very old phrase. Same here with today's term. Uh, it actually first popped up in the uh, late 1800s, mid 1800s. Okay. Really became popularized probably in the 1960s or so. Okay, you remember the 60s, that time of peace, anti-war protests, and drugs. You remember that? remember it well (laughs) well i don't really i was born in the 60s but i was a wee wee lad um
0: we literally did. They say like '60s babies, like people say '90s babies now. I don't think like so. '90s kids.
1: No, I don't think so. Okay, I was wondering about that. Do people say '90s babies?
0: Well, it's like '90. Well, it's complicated because like you're a '90s kid. Apparently, if you were born between like '88 and '96. Oh. Um. But I don't know. I was born in '95, and I don't feel like a '90s kid because I don't remember the '90s. Well, geez, <laughs> you're yeah, a child. You're,
1: you're, yeah, you're obviously younger than five. Yeah. For those of you who could do that quick math.
0: But yeah, '90s um, kids are. A thing
1: uh, is there anything that uh kind of uh, they're known by 90s kids well, it's
0: just like you have a familiarity with like shows that were on nick at night and oh, like that kind okay. of thing it's like a cultural touchstone but also we weren't allowed to watch tv so I don't... that
1: is not <laughs> <laughs> you were not allowed to watch things that weren't christian
0: this as well.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was a different time.
0: We were even banned from watching the TV show Arthur. You remember the? You the watched early... plenty of Arthur. Well, no, because they we it eventually got banned because the siblings argued and Mom thought it would be a bad influence. so We weren't allowed to watch Arthur anymore.
1: Well, we were we were trying to uh, curb. There's four of you, so trying I mean, to curb any way of if anything we thought was contributing to arguing. And we have a couple arguers among the four children.
0: I'm not one of them. I'm the angel child.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, we'll move right along with there let's talk about today's term let's do it today's term is hunky dory hunky dory is what we're going to uh, research well I've done the research I'm going to do the presenting today uh-huh. you familiar with the term hunky dory
0: it's from finding Nemo right
1: no that's finding dory (laughs) dory was a fish
0: well yeah but the first movie is called finding nemo
1: right and and it's
0: much better than finding dory sorry people who love finding dory The animation is is great but it's not a very good movie
1: uh there's 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 an emotional moment in there for me and oh yeah i cried but i didn't (laughs) (laughs) i wept but i didn't like it i wept it but i was not into it i was i was resentful that i was weeping So, hunky-dory, like uh, a lot of the phrases we'll talk about, actually has kind of fallen out of of widespread use. You don't really hear it. Um, So, I mean, like, if you ever really... ever. Heard anyone say hunky dory?
0: Yeah, I have because I grew up in the Midwest, yeah, well, and true. it's kind of like one of those okie dokey hunky dory kind of phrases. But I have learned recently that you probably shouldn't say it, so I have removed it from my vocabulary. Okay, okay. And I'm sure we'll touch on the reasons why. Well, we will. We,
1: we will, and, and and we'll leave it up to the listener, of course, if that's something that they want to use or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the phrase itself. Well, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so now, you, there, I'm sure there's some of you out there who, especially the cool people on the West Coast, um, who've never heard because they're more hip. You gave, you gave oh. a look, <laughs> you gave a look. But yes, the like West Coast the West Coast is so like cool. a lot of time, or the East Coast, like New York, is where fashion, where <laughs> trends start a lot of time. No trend ever starts in the Midwest. This is true. Yeah, so, except
0: for maybe dad bods. Maybe dad bods started in the Midwest.
1: I have dad bod on steroids. Uh, that's yeah. Okay, we won't talk about you're that. You're on steroids. Well, no, but I have the bo- dad bod goat. plus. That's what, <laughs> That's all I'm going with. So if you're not familiar with the term hunky dory. Here is the definition from the Oxford Dictionary. It just means...
0: (laughs) Like a third grader's essay.
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: The Oxford Dictionary defines... Are you
1: mocking me going to the Oxford Dictionary? Yes. Why?
0: I mean, I guess I did use the Oxford Dictionary of history in my last one, but I feel like that's different.
1: <laughs> okay, if you say so. But anyway, the literal definition of hunky-dory, and it is in the dictionary, is fine or going well. You
0: think it's Scrabble? Like, can I use that in Scrabble? Hunky-dory? Mm.
1: I don't know. It's got a hyphen. You, oh, that's you true. can't, you can't use, use a hyphen. Um, but Scrabble's important, y'all. If I were to use hunky-dory in a sentence and you said, hey, how are you doing? I'd say, I wouldn't because it's an old term, but I could say everything is hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. So if you did not know what the phrase meant that's what it means so michelle that's me are you hunky-dory today
0: you know I, i'll say I'm, it, we're in a blizzard so it's not my favorite time of year but yeah i'm doing pretty well I'm podcasting with my dad it's a good day
1: <laughs> it is not a blizzard we had a little bit of a snowstorm we've got about six seven inches on the ground
0: <gasps> felt blizzard, like a blizzard <laughs> driving home last night
1: well, that was friday night i thought it's sunday
0: home last night, too. I have to drive every day, basically. Was it bad
1: last night, too? Oh, it was bad. Oh, I didn't know that. How I saw someone
0: bad? slide down a hill backwards. In a car? Well, yes. Oh, I thought it was like a person
1: sliding down a hill. No, like, no it, okay. was,
0: it was like a truck, and it was just like sliding backwards oh, no. at me. And I was oh, not, at you? Yes. Oh. It was scary
1: and kids this is why you shouldn't live where it snows
0: don't live in the midwest y'all i think no. we've learned that today
1: yeah if nothing else another thing i hope we learn about is the term hunky dory um we'll
0: get there <laughs> eventually i'm sorry for <laughs> keep
1: on oh gosh no that's yeah. i do it all the time when you when you when you get to uh present i interrupt you and sidetrack all the time so as we uh as i was saying when we get started the research on this topic is pretty interesting and um and as i'm finding out as i put my episodes together there are so many rabbit trails you can go down now i'm not gonna get, i'm gonna try and you'll try to derail me and i'm gonna try to keep us on track but you know no promises it's gonna happen to some extent but by the end of this episode we will touch on racism david bowie oh. the civil war okay. little people and yokohama the city in japan
0: interesting how does that sound that sounds like an adventure. It, it will be. and as, A maybe it, problematic adventure.
1: Well, <laughs> there are some problems. Trust me, there are some problems. We, we, we will on touch this. on some problems. There are, and, uh, but we will wade through fearlessly. But you know what? As we find out in many of the things that we investigate, there are a few different opinions about where this phrase came from.
0: That will happen frequently, yes. There will be disputed histories.
1: The true, the true origins of this phrase, they're a little fuzzy. But you know what? We aren't scared of the fuzzy, are we? I say a hearty nope. no. Bring on the fuzzy. Fuzzy wuzzy. Fuzzy a bear. You know, now that I say that out loud, that uh, bring on the fuzzy. That's, I don't know. Could that be a catchphrase? Bring on the fuzzy.
0: Maybe at like furry cons, but neither oh gosh. of gosh, no, go there. So okay,
1: no, that's
0: maybe it. let's not use that as our catchphrase.
1: Okay, that's fair. So, there is no clear origin for the phrase hunky dory. A couple early usages of it, though, that I want to talk about. There's one case of it was being used in a Civil War song, which has got a great name. My wife Carol thought this name was pretty amusing. The name of the song was A Hunky Boy is Yankee Doodle.
0: (laughs) Run that by me again?
1: Yeah, there's a Civil War song called A Hunky Boy is Yankee Doodle.
0: Hunky, you say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said. But they believe the first time it was used in a song came in 1862. And I don't know if this is the title of the song, but it says it was George Christie's Essence of Old Kentucky. Oh, so I don't know if George Christie... Is that... I, I'm, I'm assuming the name of the song is Essence of Old Kentucky,
0: uh-huh.
1: and George Christie was just the person who wrote it.
0: Is George Christie Agatha Christie's husband, or...?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> it's spelled differently, so... Oh, okay. I don't think so. So anyway, you want to hear the song? Sing it. Well, I'm not going to sing it. I don't know how it goes. Uh, but here's the song. One of the boys am I that always am in Clover, with spirits light and high... Tis well I'm known all over. I am always to be found, a singing in my glory, with your smiling faces round. Tis then, I'm hunky-dory. Lovely. You like it?
0: Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) nice.
1: I actually, one of the things I meant to do and didn't do it, I wanted to see if there was actually um, a recording of that anywhere. But um, I don't know. I don't know if there is or not. So this leads me warning we should have like a sound effect for when we go down a bunny trail because we're going to go down a bunny trail Do you have a sound effect you want to throw in there
0: i was thinking about what a sound effect could be i was well, thinking of the song peter cottontail oh. but see bunnies don't really make noise no so, well, that's what they make. yeah but that's when that's they're scary. like dying and yeah. i don't want to put that in people's ears we
1: don't want dying bunny no. noises in our podcast <laughs> they can make little
0: grunt noises but they, that's not what does not, that sound like and they ask, I don't know, they just make a little grunt. No, you know what a what grunt sounds like? like. It. Make it, it's like, eh, mm, 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 oh,
1: that was. But
0: like quieter. That
1: was the worst bunny i ever heard. Bunnies are not loud
0: creatures.
1: No, which is why you like them.
0: I love, I love a good bunny. So
1: <laughs> when I came across this, when I came across song, the song written by George Christie, I, of course, I'm a very curious person. And we, that's kind of like our, it is a little tagline, uh, stay curious, explore.
0: Podcast for the curious.
1: Yeah. Explore the curious, you know, explore your curiosity, some of that stuff. Um, so I wanted to know, like, George Christie, like, who's George Christie?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So this is who George Christie was. We don't, we don't like George Christie, by the way. Oh,
0: okay. We don't I, like George Christie. I have an enemy now.
1: Yeah. He was a very successful performer in the mid-1800s. Uh-huh. And this is what. This is why we don't like him. He was one of the foremost blackface performers of oh, his
0: time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so a bad person.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah we'll get we'll yep. touch on that in, in a minute. I mean, it, it, sometimes it's easy to say he's a bad person now in you know 2020 yeah, I'm still talking about pretty, someone I'm in the 1850s. comfortable
0: with saying bad person if yeah, I'm honest.
1: Yeah, I am too. I am too. But I, it was a different time um and and but I, I, I Explains agree. Explains
0: does not excuse.
1: Exactly. It's an important term. Perfect way of of phrasing it because I am not clearly not a supporter of this man and the type of entertainment that uh, he threw out there. Um so his stepfather was a man known as E.P. Christie. And, uh,
0: Creepy Christie?
1: E.P. E. P., I'm going to start calling big.
0: my mother that. Her Creepy name is Christie. Christie. Uh,
1: Creepy I don't, Christie. I, I, I like the alliteration. I don't think you should use it.
0: You probably I, wouldn't like that.
1: Well, you should try it. See how it goes. So George Christie was one of uh, E.P. Christie's star performers. And, okay. uh, and there was a troupe called Christie's Minstrels. Ah. Which he was in, and in two and a half years with them, our friend—or not our friend, our
0: enemy—our
1: yes. enemy George Christie earned nineteen thousand six hundred dollars, six hundred eighty dollars in two and a half years.
0: What's that in today's money?
1: A lot more. <laughs> I don't know. You did your research. I didn't do that. It only goes a certain. It only goes a certain. Uh, we don't do math here. We're no. word people. I can do some math, but not, I wasn't going to do that. I do know, based on my research, that was a lot of money back then. That
0: is a lot of money, I'm pretty sure.
1: So there's another theory. No search result. I don't okay. Um
0: one of our phones is Google at
1: us. decided uh that he, Google's gonna pop up there. Thanks, Google. Okay, uh, I, I, let's not. All right, uh, we'll have to turn our phones off. Don't edit that out. That's that okay. is entertaining.
0: We're just gonna take this as a lesson, listeners. And in future, we'll turn our phones off. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, it's very weird.
0: They're listening. They're always listening.
1: You're not wrong.
0: I know. I just got a smartwatch for the first time and it comes with Alexa on it and I'm a little afraid. I don't like it.
1: You know, the thing that I have a problem with the smartwatches is, Mm. you know, you get a text or something. What's the first thing you do? You look at your watch, right? Okay. And then in my day and age, because I'm old, when someone looks at their watch, it normally means that they're getting ready to go. They're rude. Yeah. They're like, oh, I got to get, how how much, how much of the time is this person going to take of mine? Yeah. So, but I know you're. I don't think you're doing that.
0: No, I don't actually know how to hook up my text to my watch. I still haven't figured that out. I've only had it for two days.
1: (laughs) There is back on track here. I'll get this back on track. (laughs) Uh, Another origin theory I want to mention, and uh, this is where we're going to get a little derailed on this one. I'm just going to let you know right off the bat. Uh, There's a book published in 1877 called The Dictionary of Americanisms.
0: Ooh, that sounds useful for our cause. Oh, I know, right?
1: And it you can actually read it. You can get a copy of it online. It's been someone scanned the whole book online. Nice. And so you can actually go in and look at it.
0: I wonder if it's still in print. I feel like I want a copy. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't need more books, but I do well, at the same time. You
1: do need more books. I don't yeah. care how many you have. You need more books. English so, major. Yeah. The, uh, the Dictionary of Americanisms credits the creation of Hunky Dory To a man who is going to take up a bit of this episode called Thomas Dilward, better known at the yeah,
0: that's not that's a very unfortunate name. Dilward, Dilward,
1: yeah, D I L W A R D. Uh, Yeah,
0: you know what? On the playground, he got called mean things.
1: Oh, this guy got called lots of mean things. I'm just gonna, I trust me. This guy had a tough life. I'm sure. Oh no, he had he had a lot going against. He had a lot to to go up against, um, especially in that time. So. Thomas Dilworth had a nickname, and his nickname was Japanese Tommy.
0: <laughs> was was he Japanese?
1: Uh, we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, okay. We'll get into that. But I mean, as I'm looking up this this term, and I see the name Japanese Tommy, uh-huh. I'm I'm like pretty interested. Like, what the heck is this? This feels like there's a lot of story behind this, and and there is. Um, let me tell you a little bit about. Our friend, Thomas Dilward. And you don't know anything about Thomas Dilward at this point, do you?
0: I, I've never heard the name before, but I'm very concerned about potential racism.
1: Oh, there's a lot of racism here. There's no doubt about that. Oh, boy. Yeah. And that's that's where this term takes us, which I had no idea. You kind of mm-hmm. did, though, like you said.
0: Yes. I, when when David first said this, what the topic of the episode was, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that that has connection to, like... Blackface minstrel shows. Yep. So that was my familiarity with it that it was kind of a phrase on the outs because it has these racist origins. But I did not know any more than that. So it, I'm learning along with y'all. It
1: kind of does and does, and it's for you to decide after you hear kind of where this came from. Okay. Um, especially the man who apparently was the originator of, originator of the phrase Thomas Dillward mm-hmm. or Japanese Tommy. Um, yeah. So. A little bit about Thomas Dillward is he was an African-American Dilwad. man. Oh. What's that? Huh? What did you say?
0: I just feel like it, every time I hear it, I think Dillwad. No. <laughs> That's not a very nice name. No, it's not Thomas
1: Dillwad. It's Thomas Dilward. So Thomas Dilward
0: mm-hmm.
1: was an African-American man who was 37 inches tall.
0: That is not very
1: tall. He's just about three feet tall, he's okay. considered. Um, I looked this up because it is important to me to use terms that are non-offensive. Yes. Um, and so dwarf apparently is an acceptable term
0: yes I have heard that more recently that is true
1: when I was growing up that was not an acceptable term yes and I I do I am sensitive to these things and I want to make sure I get the right terms in so apparently dwarf or little person is the appropriate word
0: little person is the one that I have heard most frequently that is typically what I go for
1: okay I just want to make sure that because we're going to use the term dwarf a few times in this in this episode and I and that's just kind of how it was in the research. Mm-hmm. And apparently it is an acceptable term.
0: Okay.
1: So anyway, if you hear that, that, and if I'm wrong, you know, please feel free to tell me. I'm, I'm open to hearing this. He has a whole Wikipedia page, Thomas Dilward. Okay. Uh, it's very interesting. And if you have any interest at all in this topic, again, please feel free to do your own research because there's, there's some information here.
0: Um, All of our episodes are starting points for learning, and we hope you learn things, but we hope you bring it forward and research more into the things you want to know about because there's always more learning to do.
1: Yeah, and share it with us if you want to because yeah, um, absolutely. we become a little bit invested in these uh, topics.
0: Yeah, and we'll probably do like update episodes too where yeah. if people send us info, we'll kind of do a, you know, brush up on on what we learn from you guys.
1: So. You, you kind of touched on this a, a little bit, and in, in you're right, is what Thomas Dilward was known for was performing in blackface minstrel shows. Right. interesting thing here is I was looking up, I saw that song by George Christie um, that used the term hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Well, if Thomas Dilward came up with the term hunky-dory and they were both involved in blackface, mm-hmm. I didn't find any connection between the two men. But, I mean, how I have to imagine that they probably knew of each other because uh, Thomas Dilward was a pretty big name in blackface, the minstrel shows that they would do back then. So I I wonder if George Christie and heard that phrase from Thomas Dilward. I didn't see that anywhere. Yeah. thought it was interesting.
0: Or if it was just something associated with that, you know, performance thing. And it was just part of that. And it could be,
1: I, I, I don't, I wasn't able to find that out. Um, A little more about Thomas Dilward. Uh, He was one of only two known African-Americans that performed with white minstrel groups before the Civil War. Hmm. His height obviously made him quite an attraction. And I thought this was really interesting. He took the stage with whites at a time when almost no black men were allowed to. Interesting. So he was kind of important. Now, obviously... Blackface, some huge, huge problems with it, but yet...
0: It is it is a huge pr- problem, yes.
1: Yes, it's, well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah thank you for clarifying <laughs> that for me. But, yeah, obviously it's a terrible form of, of entertainment, but mm-hmm. it did give this guy an opportunity in some strange ways. I, I, I It's interesting that what Thomas Dilward was able to do mm-hmm. in this genre being on stage with white people um was just not something that was done it wasn't allowed and so this was something he was able to do um so now we're gonna get to the name we're gonna get to the name japanese tommy Mm -hmm. why the heck are they calling this 37 inch african-american man japanese tommy um I couldn't find a solid reason, but this is, this is where it gets real nuts. It's theorized that it was to hide his ethnic background. Okay. Because at the time, ironically, audiences did not want to see a black person performing in blackface shows.
0: Yes. I have actually heard of that, too, where um, there would be like the bands for minstrel shows would uh, often be comprised of African-American individuals. Yes. um, And they would put them in blackface as well so that people wouldn't know that they were actually African-American.
1: Oh, oh really? I didn't know that. That's just, Um, it's nuts.
0: Yeah. It was a real weird... Bad time.
1: Yeah, it was. And, and we're going to touch on a quote from someone from that time, which mm-hmm. kind of sums it up. Um, so, anyways, Dillward, um, he was famous. He was apparently a very good singer, very good dancer, and uh, very good at playing the violin. Okay. Also known as the African Tom Thumb and the African Dwarf Tommy are actual phrases that they used for this guy back in the mid-18... Yeah, he did. Um, He is also cited as possibly being one of the first black entertainers to present at least some level of authentic black dance on the white American stage. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It's really... Mm -hmm. It's real weird. Um... And to finish up on Japanese Tommy, who has, of course, hijacked this podcast from beyond the grave at this point, um, I do want to read a little bit of an article, Um, this guy named Andrew Kuntz, and it was uh, in the Fiddler magazine, You, you get that, right?
0: The Fiddler magazine. The Fid- yeah, Look at the
1: Fiddler magazine. Of right. Of course. I thought I saw a copy there. And, uh,
0: weekly.
1: And, yeah, <laughs> is it a weekly magazine? I didn't mm-hmm. know, um, but apparently, thank you, Andrew Koontz, Who uh, this next couple paragraphs are from Andrew Koontz. What, um,
0: what year is this from, or is it like modern, or is this from in this, the is day? Yeah, this, okay. is, this is modern? Yeah.
1: Okay. This is he did some research on um, on Thomas Dilward. Okay. Um, so, anyway, it's from Andrew Kuntz says most of these shows featured white people using blackface to imitate African Americans and consisted of comic skits, dancing and music, but for most of the time relied on humor that was at the expense of African Americans. Mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass, who was a contemporary social reformer, said of these menstrual shows that they comprised filthy scum of white society who have stolen from us a complexion denied to them by nature in which to make money and pander to the corrupt taste of their fellow citizens.
0: Sounds about right, Frederick Douglass
1: well and, and, and that's and I bring that up because we again we in today's day and age people could be tempted to say well it was a different time and it was da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. no it was it was rejected and ridiculed in the day itself right um, there were
0: people in that day who looked at that and said this is wrong this is unacceptable because it was
1: yeah and, and and definitely do some research on Frederick Douglass also a very interesting guy oh of
0: course we should probably do an upset of him at some point oh yeah yeah a lot of good history there
1: oh absolutely and I don't think a lot of people really know a lot about him mm-hmm. um, Um, to continue the article one last paragraph um japanese tommy was such an oddity that the demand to see him was very high in fact in the lewiston evening journal of 1871 there is an advertisement for the morris brothers minstrel show which features him and his enormous salary of 200 dollars per week in gold
0: and and how much is that in today's gold
1: moving right along (laughs) i don't know Uh, And in many other newspapers during the mid-19th century that had advertisements for minstrel shows, Japanese Tommy usually headlined the whole advertisement. So with a $200 week in gold salary in 1871, Japanese Tommy established himself as a well-earning African-American performer during the 19th century.
0: Wow.
1: That is Thomas Dilward what uh well i just saw this and and as i was researching i'm like whoa this is crazy
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i just thought it was an interesting little uh a little bunny trail to hop down there yeah
0: absolutely seems like a very interesting guy who maybe made some good out of a bad system but well
1: what was life like for thomas dillard back in the mid-1800s he's he's black Mm -hmm. you know he's 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 you know not very tall Mm -hmm. i mean that that and he took that and he became a rather wealthy individual during that time now i understand like the way he did it uh yeah there's there's questions there but it's just an interesting story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to sit down with him and have
1: a chat. Probably won't happen unless you know how to do a seance.
0: I'm learning. Doing my best.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, we're going to stay in the music vein here a second. Uh, and uh, this is not uh, have anything to do with Thomas Doherty or anything. But mm-hmm. looking up the term hunky-dory, uh, David Bowie actually had an album called Hi. Hunky Dory. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that. I actually haven't listened to a ton of David Bowie. I do love him for the icon that he was, Oh yeah. Uh, especially for the queer community and everything. But yeah. Um, yeah, I need to look more into his actual music.
1: Did you ever see the movie Labyrinth?
0: I did see Labyrinth, not as a child. But um, my best friend in high school uh, made me watch it because it it was his favorite movie. Favorite
1: movie? I don't know. That'd be well, weird he, for me. He but... was
0: a, so my, my best friend in high school was a gay man. And yeah.
1: He still is. The movie
0: Labyrinth, yes, he still is <laughs> happily. Um, the movie Labyrinth is, I'm told, very often a sexual awakening for a lot of people who like Me? men.
1: Wow, I did not know that.
0: Yes, um, okay. because David Bowie is a very attractive, uh, B. He's a queer man, uh, was a queer man, yeah. um, and C wears some very tight fitting leggings.
1: Did not notice that when I saw it. But His that was... whole package
0: is on display. Oh my yep, goodness. it's right I... up front in the window. Man.
1: Which is what you want, in a, with lots in of puppets movie. and children's yeah. movies. Yeah, so um, I know
0: a lot of uh, people who look back on that movie fondly.
1: Well, he does this thing. There's this. He has this. It's probably one of his, certainly one of his earlier acting, uh, his jobs he's got as an actor. I don't think he'd done a ton of acting before that movie, but he has this, um, this glass. Uh, ball that he has in there and he waves yeah. it on his hand
0: yeah it's a uh, contact juggling
1: oh it's amazing it's
0: really cool i, <laughs> I saw. mean it's it's not cool I've, I've met people who can contact juggle and i would not call them cool people oh but wow it looks cool we
1: just lost all the contact jugglers uh, from my yep, sorry audience. contact jugglers uh,
0: i i appreciate your craft but
1: you're weird um, people is that what you're saying
0: yeah, it attracts a, a strange kind of person. But you know what? Go for it. I am all super? into. I love magic tricks a oh, lot. Yeah. I love magic. So.
1: I saw a guy during our. We have a thing in our Grand Rapids called Art Prize every uh, end of September, October. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a guy in the street who who did that, and I videotaped oh, yeah. him. Did, were you there for that? Or no, did you but saw I think the, I saw the video. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's he's a very cool, good at it. Cool
0: craft. It. Good job, David Boy. Although you did not actually do it. Some you had a hand double. What? Yeah, there's hands uh, reaching around him doing it for. What? Oh Yeah, sorry. There's oh. a little behind the scenes of Labyrinth, the film that came out before I was born.
1: Yeah, I don't... Know. See, some things you just are better off not knowing. That's, <laughs> sorry, ruined the magic. That's why we encourage people to stay away from education. Stay away from learning things. <laughs> that it'll is just, why
0: we have an edutainment podcast.
1: It'll just disappoint you in the, in the, in uh-huh. the end. Um, so anyway, Hunky Dory album published in, mm-hmm. uh, or released in 1971. He's also it,
0: very good in The Prestige, if you've seen that. Oh,
1: man, it's so good. as Tesla, Nicholas mm-hmm. Tesla. Um, and and uh, for those of you David Bowie fans probably know this, He uh, it was his first release with a record company, RCA Records, which I thought was kind of interesting. Cool. So I did a little research on that album because I just go down these trails as I'm researching and I, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What's this album about? So I'm looking at the songs. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what the most popular song from Hunky Dory is. Mm-hmm. And there's a song with the title Queen Bitch.
0: I love it. <laughs> I want that on a shirt.
1: Listen, listen to the lyrics. I, I, I actually wrote down some of the lyrics. She's so swishy in her satin and tat, in her frock coat and bipperty bopperty hat. Oh. oh God, I could do better than that.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. Well, he, I thought this was going to be an empowering song, but then I forgot what era it came out in. 71. It's probably yeah.
1: Well, he's bitch
0: up. wasn't really reclaimed until no. I think maybe the late nineties.
1: He's up in a hotel room looking down at the street, and this this woman is trying to lure this guy. Okay. I, 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 she's a prostitute or something, uh-huh. and and he's kind of jealous and mad about it or something. I don't know, but that's oh, okay. that's what it's about.
0: Okay. Uh, David Bo, you let me down.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it was 1971.
0: I mean, I'm still okay with being called queen bitch, though. I think I'm into
1: that. <laughs> I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> no, Michelle. I don't want I'm, you, I'm my father,
0: gonna. to call me that. But <laughs>
1: you, You're going to go for it, though, with friends?
0: Yeah, no, I'll see if I can make that work. I'll have it in my business cards.
1: <laughs> Good to know. All right, we're going to actually... Okay, so we've spent a lot of time with some history where, like, who started this phrase, where it's been used. Now we're actually going to break we're going to start getting into actual phrase itself and some of the history behind it. Excellent. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at the term, the first part of it, which is hunky,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all right? So we Meaning know-
0: people who are buff and sexy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was first used in the United States in 1861 that we're able to tell.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so as we reverse engineer this a little bit, um, again, like to your point, though, the term hunky today generally means a, a, a very fit guy. Yeah. Like a, hunk. a Yeah, a hunk, exactly. Um, and it also, of course, a hunk can mean a piece of something, but we're going to go more the good-looking kind of Is that the thing. actual,
0: like, ori- original meaning of it?
1: Well, see, this, this is where I'm going with that. We're going to oh, break it down okay. a little bit.
0: break it down.
1: Um, I don't know what that was. That was um, not good. No, not good at all. So... Uh, hunky was used to mean something that was fine, splendid, or satisfactory, or fit and healthy.
0: Oh, so kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the root of hunky, of course, is hunk. Mm Mm-hmm. And the meaning of hunk is similar to hunky, but with a little bit of a variation, which I thought was interesting.
0: Okay.
1: Hunk at the time meant that one was all right or safe or in a good position.
0: Interesting.
1: Which, yeah, this is where this stuff is really interesting to me. Yeah, I love
0: etymology.
1: If you if you're into this part of the podcast, this is the podcast for you because this is the part I really like. Um, and it seems likely that the word "hunk" originated from the Dutch word "honk." So, like a car. No, here's what I want you to do. I was thinking more like a duck or a goose. Oh
0: yeah, I mean I guess either that way, predates I cars. I want
1: to hear your best honk. At like a goose, whatever you, okay, you want to go back for.
0: Up pro- so, I famously hate geese. Oh, famously,
1: <laughs> famously, because
0: I was chased by a goose once while riding a bike. <laughs> and they are ter- they have teeth on their tongues. okay.
1: Oh, uh, that's not good. No, This they in are Iowa, little right? Little demons. What when we were in Iowa, right? Is that no, when you were chased, or is this was
0: I lived in Grandville, Michigan. Oh. Um. Um, yeah, I was. Riding my bike next to a pond by a mall on my way home from high school and I did get chased by a goose with teeth on its tongue and it flapped its wings all big and like, oh, they're huge. It, it was terrifying
1: Did it catch you? I
0: screamed at it Did it Because it was away? like doing the big like noise and it, and I screamed right back at it and pedaled my little heart out
1: Can you, what noise did you make at it?
0: Oh, did I make or what did noise did the goose make?
1: Well, what noise did you make? as? Okay, well? so I'm going to back
0: up from the mic here Okay,
1: alright
0: so i was like "Ah!"
1: can you make the noise now i want to hear your best honk
0: okay uh that wasn't even that loud um
1: think about it
0: my neighbors are probably very confused (laughs) and cold Um, (laughs) yeah so i do control my neighbor's heat um and i did turn it off so the noise wouldn't you know, the noise of the heater wouldn't disturb you, listeners.
1: just getting cold, but
0: my upstairs neighbor might be getting cold. But, but the he heat lives rises. upstairs. Yeah, heat rises. He'll He's probably fine. fine. Um, we may be
1: dead in a half hour, but it's fine.
0: It's only, be fine. It's like sixty-six in here. Whatever. Yeah, it's, anyway, it's the right. goose noise was your best honk. Ah! So, bad. so they were quite similar
1: all right i'm gonna try mine ready
0: Back up from the mic. Back up. that was so loud
1: <laughs> sorry sorry listeners <laughs> that's my best so listeners you, my can, poor let us, you can let us know neighbor dan
0: entire. is upstairs just going like i am cold and beset by goose noises <laughs> what's happening so even though
1: michelle and i have been honking that's not what the word means in dutch
0: Nope, oh, okay. So <laughs> all of this is pointless. Yeah,
1: pretty much. I just, Great. I just wanted to do it. Um, but anyway, the actual Dutch meaning um, of honk is goal or home. Oh. And so it was actually used in a Frisian variant of the game of tag. Uh, this is going places. Oh, I know, right? So it's it, it yeah, real- so like
0: home base, like yeah, 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 yeah. So briefly.
1: So briefly, Michelle and I. Well, I am mm-hmm. am a lot Dutch. We and, are a lot Dutch. And, and and then, is thusly, is my 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 daughter Michelle is also very Dutch, even more than I am, I am actually. Yeah. Well, the type of Dutch I am is called Frisian because mm-hmm. um, my ancestors are from Friesland. So I just thought that was interesting. That's actually a Frisian variant of the game of tag. Very cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So the word honk and presumably the game too was said to have been taken by the Dutch to New Amsterdam, which became New York and <laughs> it was first recorded around the 1840s oh. which links to another phrase which is interesting which was a term they used back then which was called it was hunkum bunkum
0: Ooh, I kind of like that
1: I know and it means exactly the same thing Hunk let's, bungum let's means
0: bring that one back
1: very fine good or excellent oh I that know that one
0: doesn't have the connection to the racism so well, maybe kinda, let's say hunkum bungum
1: well you know hunky dory has a connection to racism but it's not really racist because the guy who coined it was an african-american person himself right but, i don't know it's murky yeah
0: right? I'm, I'm like we said i am very dutch I am good with staying away from it just because I, you know...
1: It smells a little bit of... Yep,
0: and I'd just rather not go there, so I'm going to use hunkum bunkum from now on.
1: I I like it. Um, Now, I I also wanted to mention something. The spelling of hunky-dory is a little different. If you were to spell hunky-dory now, how do you think you'd spell hunky-dory?
0: H-U-N-K-Y. E O R
1: Y. So back then, and that's how I'd spell it too, mm-hmm. is they would just put an E before the Y, in hunky and Dory. Oh, okay. So it's is a little more the older style. old-fashioned, yeah. Yeah, and we're a little more, you know, we're a little more succinct now.
0: We're modern. No, no, ha ha ha.
1: So that takes care of the hunky part. Now it's going to take a couple minutes, not nearly as long on Dory. All okay. right. Um, now, and actually, the Dory part is a, it gets a little more unsure. They're not quite. Hunky, we're pretty sure where that comes from. Dory is a little more fuzzy. Dory's not But we're not afraid of the fuzzy. Um, not afraid of the fuzzy. <laughs> so the... There's a couple different, there's two different thoughts really on how Dory got paired with hunky to make the phrase hunky dory. Um, Some believe that is simply what linguists refer to as reduplication.
0: Ah, I know it well.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, reduplication is simply repetition of a part of a word in modified form. Mm -hmm. Think knick knack, flim flam, okie dokie, things like that. That's reduplication. So there are some theories that hunky dory is just reduplication. Okay. I don't buy
0: it. It's because that's not actually reduplication necessarily because it's not actually, you're not just replacing the first letter. They don't
1: rhyme. No, they don't rhyme. They're not even that close. So I don't think that's it. Plus, it's the most boring of the explanation. So that's why I reject it. Fair enough. And it rejects my own special theory. So that's why I don't like it. (laughs) All right.
0: You're very scientific.
1: I am. I just go with my own biases, which Uh is fine. All right. So this is the explanation I like better. And it's what led to my own theory, so I'm I'm sure it's right, right? So this second theory brings us to the Japanese city of Yokohama.
0: We're going so all Yop- over the world. What? We're going all over the world we on are. this one.
1: That's how we are. Yeah. We're global. So Yokohama is on the island of Honshu, okay, which is not far from Tokyo, okay. Now. I, I, I will admit my own geographical ignorance on this. Do you know how many main islands make up the country of Japan? Oh, boy. I didn't.
0: My cousin Jake is going to be very angry at me for not knowing this. No. Because he once got very angry at us for not being able to name all the islands of Japan.
1: Well, not exactly. I'm going to bring that up in a second.
0: Okay. I think... I'm not even gonna guess. I actually don't know. No guess at all. I know it's it's an archipelago, so there are quite a few islands. Well, there, but I know okay, so there's a couple main
1: ones. What do you? How many do you think that are the main ones? I would have I'm gotten sorry, it totally everybody. wrong. Sorry, no, everybody. I it's, think three I didn't or four. I think it's probably four. It's four. You're right. Oh, Very good. Yeah. Some say oh. five, though, with Okinawa. Okay. But the one, the main sites I saw said four.
0: Okay, that's cool
1: yeah so four islands make up the mainland of japan and uh and as you know it is common knowledge that hokkaido is the northernmost island it's common knowledge
0: thank you jacob helvern
1: yeah so again i know this is i'm getting a little sidetracked but it's okay um because it's my podcast and our patch we do what we want guess how many islands completely in the country of japan how many islands Make up the country of Japan. Just guess. A lot. Like, just an
0: archipelago. Lots of islands. Like and that's how many? just a fun word just to go say. Ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say 286.2.
1: 6,852. shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That is a lot of islands. And
1: guess how many are occupied of the 6,852 islands? Guess how many actually. I to say
0: around 40%.
1: 430. So you're a little high. Out of 6,852 islands, Dang. about 430 are actually occupied. So, what does this have to do with hunky dory? Good question. So, the city of Yokohama
0: mm-hmm.
1: it used to be a place that sailors. And which loved. island is
0: on that again? Um, is that on?
1: It is on Honshu, which is the main island that has the capital Tokyo right. on it. Okay. It's on the yep. southern, so the southeastern part of the island. Uh, it's a port, actually, I th- I'm pretty sure. Okay. So sailors used to love to go to uh, Yokohama back in the 1800s. Okay. All right. Um, there's actually some interesting articles about why America was starting to send sailors and the Navy over to Japan in the mid-1800s. Japan, very different place then. Um, mm-hmm. So, but the sailors, uh, some think that the term came from uh, sailors visiting Japan, and it's just the term just got anglicized. But there was a main thoroughfare in Yokohama called the Hancho Dori.
0: Okay.
1: Now, I double checked with a professor from Grand Valley University who teaches Japanese, and he confirmed to me that Hancho Dori does mean a main thoroughfare. Okay. But the actual Japanese road for uh, road isn't Dori, it's Doro. Dori actually means to take, and Hancho, I think, means book. So Hancho oh. Dori literally means book taking. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, so but, it
0: means thoroughfare and booktaking.
1: Yeah, but it, it's it's come to be known as he he did confirm that dori does mean a main thoroughfare in okay. Japan. Um, but I wonder if it has a connection to the whole booktaking thing is interesting. Interesting. So a lot of people think, well, maybe just dori became you know and that happens with language, sort of morphed into hunky dory. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Um, here's the other part of that theory is, so the hancho dori in Yokohama had bars, nightclubs, and other things sailors, that might draw sailors on shore leave. And you can see where it's possible that the term hancho dory was the place where everything was good and satisfactory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But for those of you paying attention, that is the Oxford, Oxford definition of hunky-dory. So one of the articles I found to research all this on was a website called Word Detective. And there was a comment by—this is great. This just gets better and better. There's a guy named Howard Shakespeare. Okay. Well, that was what the name he used. And this was his comment on that article about hunky-dory originating from Japan and Yokohama. He says, when I lived in Japan, I was told that the saying originated from Yokohama, as mentioned. Mm -hmm. The only difference was that sailors would become hopelessly lost in in Yokohama. But as soon as they came across Hancho Dori, they knew where they were. So all was fine. Everything was hunky-dory. Now, my own special theory that I cannot prove at all. It just seems unlikely to me that the man credited for making this phrase thomas dilward Mm -hmm. happens to have a nickname of japanese tommy and the other part of this Mm. phrase comes from japan yes so that seems odd to me what i think possibly happened is thomas dilward in his travels and in his entertainment, mm-hmm. went to Japan and American audiences that kind of got attached to him started to become known as Japanese Tommy. And he ha- had heard the phrase Hancho Dori. And as he coined it as Hunky Dori, mm-hmm. I think maybe that's where that whole phrase came from. And that's how it was born in his head.
0: Okay. I mean, there's there's some connection there. It's not impossible.
1: Yeah, and it, it's speculative. Right. But it, it was interesting to see different articles, and, and you just really, it's like being a detective. And mm-hmm. you're picking up little clues from all these different places. And I just found that to be really interesting. So, there you have it. That that is; those are the origins, the possible origins of the term "hunky dory."
0: Very interesting.
1: Now There's you get there. to choose whether you want to use that term or not. Mm-hmm. I would totally understand if you're not comfortable with it. You can always go for the more likable.
0: I forgot what it was already. Huncom bunkum. Huncom bunkum. Come on. Now that does sound more negative, though. Huncom bunkum, because it, it sounds like you're saying something's bunk, like it's like it's oh, wrong. Oh, you're
1: right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Right. Actually, and um, this is two for the price of one. Head honcho, head honcho. head oh, is honcho, actually yeah. um, apparently from from the the honcho Dory.
0: Oh, head interesting.
1: Head apparently I don't know, but it might have had some ties to the Japanese mafia. Oh, so. okay.
0: Maybe that'll be another another episode another day. Could be.
1: Now, yeah. as we close this one out, uh-huh. I just had to, I, I got a little curious. Our friend Thomas Dillard. I feel like you know. We, I want to commemorate this. I, I, you know this this man who coined the phrase "hunky dory." Mm-hmm. If he had a nickname, what do you think? I was just kind of thinking about this. If Thomas Dilward, do you think he like today would he'd be like known as T. Dale? Do you think?
0: I don't. I think I think Dilward, like I said, was was something.
1: Dilward? No. If he was a rapper, he would have been known as Little T. Dill. <laughs> Little pickle.
0: No, I don't. No, I don't think no. I like
1: this. D, D word? No? no. You, don't, you don't like any of those? No. Oh. No. Well, it's just it's just speculation, but um, this is the most. I mean, this is only my second episode presenting, but this was it was a lot of fun doing the research.
0: Yeah, I hope y'all had fun listening too.
1: Yeah, I hope you had fun being my co-host.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And listening to it always yeah. learning things.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. It's quite a uh, it's quite a trail we went down on that one.
0: Yes, we we saw many countries and met many varied peoples.
1: Varied people, not maybe not as colorful as the Mad Marquee um, from our last episode.
0: No. But But, uh,
1: listen to episode two. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it. That's all I got.
0: So our theme song is by the wonderful. Can you try it? Tony Gebhard?
1: Tony Gebhardt. Very good. You
0: can find him on Spotify. Um, You can email us at watchyourmouthpod at gmail.com with any sort of notes or if you have anything you want to learn about, uh, you can email us there and we will look at it. And uh, we have a Facebook group, Watch Your Mouth Pod as well, I'm guessing. I'll edit this if it's not.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, and uh, if you have feedback for us, we'd love to hear it, uh, ways um, that we can improve.
0: You want to credit your
1: credit your team,
0: your investigation team? Oh,
1: yeah, 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 uh, Amy and Andrew. I don't know. I haven't gotten permission yet to use their last names, so I'll see if they want me to. Yeah. We'll, they may not.
0: We'll see and teach what we need yeah. to do with that. That's fine. Yeah, so any other credits we need to place us on here? I don't think so. Okay. I well, think we got it. Well, then I am Michelle. And I'm Dave. Thanks for listening to Watch Your Mouth. Bye.